0: Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Peter Mackay Motorsport Podcast. In this episode, we're going to talk about the first stage of Rally Monza today on the 3rd of December, where we are in the season finale of the World Rally Championship, where Elvin Evans is going head-to-head with his Toyota Gazoo Racing teammate, Sebastian Ogier, the sixth time world champion but there's lots of storylines up and down the service park today and the drivers went out for the first uh competitive stage today they had their shakedown this morning and also a super special stage one uh today before a full day of action tomorrow which is friday and we so we got a, a bit of a flavor of what to expect for the rest of the weekend of course the Monza Rally Show is an event which has been running for many years. And it's what people would refer to as a single venue rally or a circuit rally, whatever you want to refer to it as, where they set up a number of different um, challenges, a number of different special stages uh, around the grounds of a purpose-built racing circuit. And it takes in parts of the service roads and the actual racing circuit itself. So Monza is absolutely no different. However, at uh, Rally Monza, we're going to have a combination of stages within the Monza circuit itself, and also in the mountains to the north of the city uh, of Milan, up near um, uh, up near uh, Lake Como, uh, which should be very exciting and should give us very much a Rally Monte Carlo flavour with a lot of snow falling. During the week as well, but down at down at ground level at the uh, at the circuit, it's been a very cold, very damp day uh, at Monza, and that has thrown up enough difficulties in its own. We saw the drivers taking out for the first stage in what is a really really tight, very technical, twisty challenge. Lots of handbrake turns required, lots of concrete um, concrete bollards ready to claim a suspension arm or a wheel or whatever at the slightest mistake. And of course, with the track temperature being very, very low and the actual circuit and the tarmac being very, very wet um, resulted in a lot of difficulties for the drivers and a lot of changes in surface, which, you know, for rally drivers is something that they're very much used to, but uh, within the very tight confines of a, a kind of circuit stage rally, very, very tricky indeed. We actually saw... By the second part of the stage, when the drivers had finished their um, the tarmac section using a majority of the front straight at um, at Monza, they then took a very 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 tight junction onto soaking wet grass. Now, for anyone who's driven on soaking wet grass in a road car, will know that it's pretty. It's pretty slippy, and you don't really want to be uh, going on it. You and often you can find yourself getting stuck altogether. Whoever anyone who's ever been to uh, a motor race where it's been raining and tried to get out the car park afterwards will know what I'm talking to talking about. Um, And we saw vividly with the first runner for Maw in the M Sport Ford Fiesta R5 coming through there, and honestly, it was like the car was at walking pace, just sliding through this wet, grassy. Uh, look very tight, left hander, but managed to get through. You had to be so so patient because even though the the um, they are effectively a, a kind of grooved or cut slick tire, that the Michelin Pilot tire that the uh, the, the the drivers are using. And then they go on to a muddy section uh, with quite a big bits of gravel all and all sorts of rubbish kind of dr- brought up onto the road, and the drivers really finding it difficult to get the power down, even in the uh, the R5 cars, which have quite a bit less power than the full works World Rally machines, which have about 400 horsepower. Um, so it was a fascinating, um, a fascinating contest, fascinating challenge. In fact, the the times were incredibly close between the R5 cars. In WRC two and the uh, full World Rally Championship cars, because you know there wasn't, there's nowhere near enough room for the World Rally Championship cars to really stretch their legs and use all of that extra horsepower. And also, getting that power down is not not all that straightforward either. One thing also that may be worth bearing in mind is the actual footprint of a World Rally car. It's a lot wider. and It's a lot of big wings and a lot of um, a lot of stuff that if you know if you made contact with it would cause you. Uh, much issue. But we saw uh, in the R5 category in WRC 2, very close between Fermat in the uh, Ford Fiesta R5, Mads Osberg who's going for the championship for the in the Citroen C3 R5 uh, and he's going up against Pontus Tiedemann who is in a Skoda Fabia, very much a privateer, privately funded effort in the Skoda Fabia and it's pretty much a winner's takes all between Mads Osberg and Pontus Tidemand this weekend and uh, interestingly Mads Osberg the Norwegian driver gave some interesting comments at stage end he said that you know that this rally is really really complicated I'm not thinking about Sunday to the final day of the rally uh, and he says my eyes are only on whatever the next stage is all the time try not to get ahead of himself and I think that's a very important mindset to, 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 to have. We also saw, um, for those of us who, uh, those of you listen to the show who are MotoGP fans, we also you might re- you'll definitely recognise the name Franco Morbidelli. Of course, Franco, this year's MotoGP World Championship runner-up, um, who will be teammates with Valentino Rossi next next year in the Petronas SRT Yamaha squad. Um, and Franco has been an incredible um, revelation this year. We always knew he was a very strong rider, but this year he really proven his 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 worth and Actually, outperformed uh, in points at least his um, teammate um, Fabio Quartararo, who's gone on to race for who will race for the factory Yamaha team next year. But Franco, obviously, on his now on his off season. He's come along to have some fun, and I have to say, I, I take my hat off to Franco Morbidelli because he's a complete rookie in a rally car, and he's getting thrown in in what some of the best rally drivers in the world are saying is a really tricky stage, really difficult rally, and. Poor old Franco never been really driven a rally car at all, and he's gone in and uh, he's done it in in very much a Franco Morbidelli way, with a big smile on his face, very humble. And uh, you know he was he was running about just about 29 seconds. Off the pace of his rivals, but his rivals are some of the best drivers in the world who have been racing rally cars their whole life, and I think Franco's going to have a whole load of fun uh, this uh, this weekend. And it's fantastic to see uh, a, a, a guest driver from another motor racing category, um, a t- you know, something that's completely different, no transferable at all, really, between the GP car, a MotoGP bike, and his Hyundai i20 rally car. But we definitely need to see more of that. I think in the World Rally Championship to get more drivers to come in and have a go uh, at events like this. Moving on to the World Rally Championship runners. Well, this is where it gets very, very spicy indeed because, as we mentioned at the top of the show, Elvin Evans and Sebastian Auger are going for the title. Elvin Evans comes into the rally with a 14-point advantage. Um, so he doesn't necessarily have to win but there is such a deep, strong field uh, in the World Rally Championship at the moment that he can't really afford to dither around either. And Sébastien Ogier, his championship rival, six-time world champion, Sébastien Ogier was quickest through the stage, about half a second quicker than the second-fastest man, Thierry Neuville, in the Hyundai. Um, Elvin Evans, 2.7 seconds slower than Sébastien Ogier, and actually... Uh, running in the, just on the fringes of the top five, so Elvin had a little bit of a moment um, in uh, coming down into the very tight junction, one of the really tight right-hand junctions, and that cost him quite a bit of time. He did have a spin in in the shakedown this morning as well, um, which which was interesting. So clearly you can't you can't blame uh, Elvin. He's going to be under a lot of stress and a lot of pressure this weekend, but I think he's done exactly the right thing by. Get the car to the end today. It's just one stage. And as we saw, Sebastian Ogier and Elvin Evans' teammate, uh, Takamoto Katsuta, um, you, can, you can't you can win the rally on the first day, but you can certainly lose it. And unfortunately, that's exactly what happened to uh, Katsuta-san because he actually, uh, unfortunately, he lost his braking marker coming they use quite a long part of the front stretch at, uh, at Monza. And he lost it on the brakes straight through um thankfully a plastic um bollard rather than the concrete bollard right beside it plowed on through and then a bit of a fluster got back onto the got back onto the stage again and then straight into unfortunately the slippiest section uh of the whole stage that wet grass and he went straight onto the wet grass and you know it was like he was a, a curling stone straight into the wall and 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 he was beached the suspension or the wheel broken um, drive shaft broken whatever it was he wasn't going anywhere was desperately trying to get the car to move but the car was just spinning its wheels you know dry, <laughs> tarmac tires on wet grass don't necessarily go together so unfortunately that was his rally over within a couple of kilometers so uh, it, it was very much uh, a danger we saw a lot of drivers a lot of the comments very very similar a lot of com- comments about how slippy it was how tricky it was how dangerous You know, um, you know, every single driver making that same, uh, making that same comment. Sebastian Augier's comment post-stage was very important. He says, it's very simple. I need to win. I need to give everything. And by putting in this quick time at the start, although it's only one stage, it's also an entire day. You know, they're not back out on the stages until tomorrow morning. So that leaves a little bit of time to ponder. For Sebastian Ogier's uh, rivals, Elvin Evans, he was saying, you know, he was saying it was okay. He had to take it a bit careful. It's a long way to go, and he just wanted to get through clean. And I think that was very much the uh, the right attitude to have. Who's going to win this rally? I think it's going to be very very tricky because. The margins are so, so tight uh, with all these really short, short, snappy stages. There's only going to be a couple of tens here, a couple of tens there. And the cost of a mistake is massive because you just don't have the time to make up for, for, for a mistake. But I think Saturday is where we're going to see the big movement. Saturday is going to be moving day, a bit like in a golf major. <laughs> the uh, Saturday is going to be moving day when the drivers go up to... The mountains um, north of Milan. Um, where are we going to get snow? Are we going to get ice? Are we going to get rain? It's very, very unclear at this stage exactly what conditions the driver is going to find. Interestingly, earlier in the day it was mentioned that um, Elvin Evans is actually for Saturday he'll be going he'll be going back to a Monte Carlo setup. So he'll be dialing in a, the same or a similar setup to what he ran in Monte Carlo when of course he got on the podium and you know before the event with the addition of snow up in the mountains uh, on a tarmac road it's going to be a very similar um, a very similar um, prospect to Monte Carlo and of course Monte Carlo isn't all that far away geographically just around the mediterranean and you and you're there so it's going to be it's going to be fascinating tomorrow friday we have a full day at the circuit uh, and then saturday we go up into the mountains Sunday back to the circuit again for what I am certain the final power stage uh, with five championship points on offer to the winner of that power stage. That could be absolutely pivotal coming into this championship. We've never seen since the the inauguration of the power stage um, points, championship points, um, we've never seen them actually be the last power stage of the season play a factor I'm pretty convinced that it's going to play a factor in the de- the decision of who is going to be the 2020 world rally champion we'll be back tomorrow with uh, a lot more um, reaction to the second day of rally Monza and be sure to tune in to the Peter MacKay Motorsport podcast for all of that thanks for listening and enjoy the action out on the stages tomorrow